You are now entering I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I'm leaving you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Film. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I'm joined by the great Brandon. How are you, sir? Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back. It is good to be talking more spooky month. Um, I've actually had time to just sit down and watch a few movies. Um, let them play in the background and working and stuff. So, yeah, I have a few what's good uh, this week, which is exciting because I usually just I'm like, hey, what have, what have I watched here recently? Not this week. So, yeah, it's good to be back and it is good to be talking more movies with you. How are you doing, Phoenix? Man, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm good, but uh, I'm, I'm in a tired. Mood. I'm, I'm, I'm in a mood because of this movie. Uh, so. We we we're we're talking the the hopefully God I pray hopefully <laughs> last Halloween movie that there will be, uh Halloween ends, huh? <laughs> Jamie Curtis and Andy Matichak return for the final installment in this rebooted trilogy, um Halloween ends, <laughs> like so there's so many so many places to begin we're just gonna kick off right now with our non-spoiler thoughts brandon please overall what were your thoughts on halloween ends so i want to preface this i love halloween 1978 i love halloween 2018 i really 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 like halloween kills i did not like halloween ends (laughs) um i feel like like so just to preface it as well, like before COVID and all this, before the pandemic, they had a script for this movie written. They had the entire trilogy written out. And then I don't know what caused them to be like, oh, hey, due to this pandemic, we have to rewrite the script. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a script in, that they talked about that originally they put in place that was supposed to take place during COVID. Michael was going around killing people during the pandemic. Everyone was quarantined and stuff. It sounded interesting. It would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they landed on this script, and man, this just did not do it for me. Uh, I I can tell it didn't do it for a lot of other people too. Just like there were a lot of a lot of things that just went wrong. You sidelined the wrong people in this movie. The the time jump that they had, which was a four year time jump, ruined any kind of structural integrity that this trilogy had. Unfortunately. I think it ruined the cliffhanger ending in Halloween Kills Um, because you have like at the end of Halloween Kills, the alternate ending, Lori hops on the phone with Michael and she's like, I'm coming for you, Michael. And she's walking out of the hospital with a knife in hand, ready to go like, like kill the dude. And then a time jumps and she never came for him. So just there's a lot wrong with this movie and I have a lot of talking points. So I was very, very disappointed. That's that's what I'll say for now. Well, on the flip side, I really did not like how the original Halloween 1978. Thought it was rather boring. Um, 
strangely enough, I did enjoy uh, Halloween H two O. I think that that one was really that was actually kind of really funny. Did you see uh, how they retconned that though? Yeah, yeah, totally. With Resurrection and Busta Rhymes, right? Resurrection was hysterical <laughs> too, but like I I didn't see any of the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Thank thank the Lord. Um, and I really liked 2018. I I thought 2018 was excellent. It was just a really great exploration of horror and trauma and grief. I thought that was dope. I really liked Halloween Kills right up until that final act. <laughs> like Halloween Kills was probably going to be my favorite of this bunch right up until that final act, which ruined the entire the entire movie for me. And it proved that it ruined the entire movie, not just the movie, but this entire trilogy, because this movie was the absolute pits. Like it was, it was dog crap. Like this was unbelievably horribly done, like Mm -hmm. horribly done. Um, the, the, there are so many things wrong with this movie. Like, we're gonna get into it but like the thing that i hated the most here is that which which was apparent after the end of halloween kills was they had no idea what direction they were going like see they did they had they they, had a plan in place and then they're and they just rewrote it they should not have done that (laughs) like like rewriting their plan or whatever it just it looks so sloppy that's what it is from the last act of Halloween Kills to throughout the end of this movie, everything looked sloppy. Looked like it was not put together well. Looked like it, it was unfocused. They just had no real direction. And it all like ultimately this this was a waste. This was a wash. I, I'm I I hope and pray, like I said, that it's the last Halloween movie. I don't want to see. A reboot 10 years later i don't want to see you know a copycat killer come emerge in in new installments I, no no put this to bed i do not care the, the, this is done <laughs> here's the ultimate issue they added on two more writers to this mm. and maybe it's maybe it's just two extra set of eyes on it or maybe it's the two extra people didn't i guess do their homework on the correct things how this movie went feels like they watched Rob Zombie's Halloween mm. and went based off of that. Because mm. a lot of the a lot of the touch points that they deal with Allison, like how they handle Allison, feels a lot like how they handled Laurie in Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. That makes sense. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I have not. not okay, seen any of the Rob Zombie films. It, they're terrible. <laughs> um, it, it talk about a movie that ruins Michael Myers. Those two movies just—they give Michael a backstory. He he grows up in this white trash household. The father's abusive. And it's a whole giant mess. He gets the reason he starts killing is he gets bullied and stuff. It's yeah, it's one giant giant mess. <laughs> and so yeah, um. That being said, back to ki- uh, not kills, back to ends. Those two writers that came on feels like they just watched those films instead, and then just like, oh hey, let's just look at cliff notes of 
2018 and kills. And then we'll go based off of that and just write a new script. Totally fine. Let's do this. So um, enough of no spoilers. I'm ready to rip <laughs> a seal of spoilers. This is your official spoiler warning. Cue the little audio. We are now officially <laughs> talking spoilers for Halloween ends. Um, uh, let's start with the beginning. Um, okay, the, you mean the best part of the movie? Her, yeah. I would. <laughs> I would. I would. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that opening was good. Like they did. I see. They did the cheap fake outs of. Oh my God, is Michael gonna be here? Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I was totally fine with that. I thought it was hilarious when he swung the door open and hit the kid and he fell five stories. The <laughs> way that just all coincidentally, coincidentally went down and the fact that just like the parents arrive when they, and they hear, I'm going to kill you, Jeremy, mm-hmm. was so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. And just the, and then the title card hits. And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell just happened? <laughs> Like okay, that's how you start your movie. Well, I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him points for you know, it was a unique way to bring us into this story, right? And I, I like that it takes place. Um, I guess this is after the, it's like a year after uh, the last movie, mm-hmm. and so like people are still wondering is Michael Myers still out there? Yada yada, and so. Uh, this accident happens and you know he kills this kid um it was it was dark i would say it was like a really dark um opening but i'm like that's kind of hard for the course for halloween movies like they they deal in some really dark things and i thought that was really unique and that like it grabbed my attention like i was like okay Right, like it, it, this is an interesting place to start. I want to see what you build around this. And almost instantly, it went from this high of, oh, this is interesting to what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like instantly. So, like, you mentioned the time jump, right? So, we jumped four years from Halloween Kills. Well, real quick, I want to touch back on that intro. Oh. My favorite part about that intro is they pay homage to John Carpenter by having Corey and Jeremy watching The Thing. Ah, yes. Which is John Carpenter's film. Yes, that was brilliant. <laughs> so, okay, back to the time jump. Yeah, Man, so- I, never in my life did I think that we would get a happy-go-lucky, oh, there's a time jump. Let let's let Let's have Jamie Lee Curtis who has been dealing with trauma for 40 years, just suddenly be like, I'm going to live my life now. And just doing a doing a, a quick cut like it's in a rom-com. And Andy, she's living with me. Not Andy. Allison. I was thinking mm-hmm. the actress's name. And yeah. Allison, she's living with me now. We, sa- we saved her parents' rings because Michael killed my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, okay. Here's the thing. No, <laughs> like, like, I mean, 
I'm all for, you know, saying moving past your grief and, and all of that. Um, I think that's great. But considering where we ended the last film, it does seem like a sharp jump. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it seems like a, a really sharp jump. Um that that that's all. Uh like I liked it. Like I like that she's, you know, work writing a novel and you know, she's trying to find some peace. That would have been great for the end of the movie. <laughs> right? That would have been great for the end of the movie. Putting it in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, um, seems like a weird turnaround, but whatever. Um, but that's not even the worst part, right? Like, so the, the four-year time jump, I don't think it's necessary. I think it would have worked better, like I said, at the end of the film. Uh, I I feel like this should have taken place literally like a year later or two years later, whichever, you know what I'm saying? Like fairly close. Um, So that was the only thing that I was a little bit concerned about. But the reason that they do that four-year time jump is because of the intro that we saw, right? So this kid, you know, he commits this accident and now all of a sudden it's four years later, he's, he's done the trial he was he wasn't convicted he you know people still know his name he, he's dealing with a lot you know and so basically the issue is that because we jumped 4 years now instead of following Lori and and Allison and and Michael we're following this kid Corey and i was just like why <laughs> like, yeah and <laughs> i want to talk i want to talk about Corey here for a minute this dude, I mean, yeah, he gets, bl- I mean, of course he's going to get blamed for the death. He gets arrested and all that. Completely fine. And then he gets out because it was probably ruled as an accident because it was an accident. And so he goes through and he's just living his life. And he's these band kids. I'm going to call them band kids because they're literally high school marching band kids. Mm-hmm. They're acting like these punk-ass kids. Like, they're the shit. Right. You're in marching band, bro. Like... You're in marching band. And I should know, I was in marching band in ninth grade. Marching band kids are, like, nerds. <laughs> and you're going to go on to say that these nerdy band kids get to bully somebody who just... Who, who three years earlier accidentally, I mean, yeah, quote, accidentally killed somebody, but everyone's under the belief that he did kill him. And you're going to go on and just bully the guy because he doesn't want to buy you alcohol? Like, what? I, like, that's not even it, man. He, there were so many red flags from Corey. And just, I'm jumping around here a bit, but the whole thing with Allison and like, Allison from Halloween 2018 and Kills would never end up with a guy like this. No, no. Or that or that cop guy. It just made no sense. And like I get it. Like people who go through trauma make some really ridiculous, you know what I'm saying, off-kilter decisions. So I get that. I get the cop one. I get that one. That's fine. But no. <laughs> like, I'm like, everything about this sort of romantic drama relationship between these two was so out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, 
so dramatically out of place for this film. Um, the idea, like, number one, I, I don't care if he's innocent, right? I don't care if it was an accident. You don't fall in love with someone who's who committed a crime, especially against the kid. That just seems unlikely. Exactly. <laughs> number one, that just that just seems unlikely. Number two, like, why is this here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 the main thing. I'm just like, why is this here? Like, I know she had a boyfriend in in Kills, I, I believe, right? She she had um not Oscar, but Oscar's friend. I forget his name, Lonnie's son. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. And because so, because she was she was with him in 2018, he th- he got drunk and threw her phone into some kind of like punch bowl or something and ruined her phone and they broke up and so but he has his redemption arc and kills and i wish he did live that wasn't the case yeah he should have lived because this this made no sense like like, i'm like you're like it's one thing to be like like okay if i can forgive the first thing right like her falling for a guy who was committed who's who's i won't say convicted um uh he committed a crime right against against a, a child if you if we can get past that first state uh thing if i can accept that like she falls to this guy okay then everything else that happens afterwards should have still been a red flag like like there's no reason to keep going on with this all of their scenes together were awkward they were really poorly written like <laughs> like and you feel nothing for for either one of them like mm-hmm. like uh Allison Allison I was on board with Allison as a character in 2018 completely like head over heels thought she was an amazing character and even through much of kills I thought she was an excellent character really strongly written here she's like adult like like her character takes such a major dive away from who she was in these first two movies and like the idea that you're going to be so precious and 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 loving towards this stranger over this over this woman who who's went through literal battles with you as you fought to save your lives and your families yeah no like what like it was just such a radical transformation and like and I get the need to, to want to leave Haddonfield. I would have been left. I get that. But like, <laughs> what do you need him for? It just, it was so unnecessary. It was unbelievably distracting. Added nothing to the story. I, I And again, I just didn't believe this relationship or these characters. Ah, I, I completely agree with you. It just, nothing fit at all in in terms of hey let's put the it just didn't fit at all man no i'm just i was just i was so upset with it <laughs> now as far as them how they wrote cory so i want to touch on cory here for a second again because mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty self-explanatory throughout um the thing of course cory and her meat that all happens. They go to a dance together. Of course, they bicker and argue on the first date. And so, 
now Corey is walking home on him uh, by himself because he doesn't want Allison's help. He's like, I don't want anybody's help. You don't, you don't know me. <laughs> and so he's walking home. Of course, he's confronted by the nerdy band kids who are still in their band jock outfits, their spirit jerseys or whatever. And which is their only outfit for the whole movie. <laughs> and like, I, I shit you not, like, look back, look at all their costumes. It's literally the same costume every time. It's literally the same outfit every throughout the whole movie. And this movie takes oh. place throughout the week. Right, right. And so, of course, he starts fighting with him. They, of course, gang up on Corey, toss him over a bridge. Just like this movie went over a bridge. <laughs> went over a cliff. <laughs> and like, this, is, the, this is the point where it did. This is, this is the point where it did. Because yeah. <laughs> Corey gets dragged in under uh, uh, dragged in to a sewer. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're finally going to get Michael at like the 50 minute mark. Corey wakes up. Corey's walking to leave. Michael, of course, grabs him by his shoulder. I'm like, yes, finally, this kid's going to die. I don't like him anyways. <laughs> Michael Myers suddenly has, in the Bloomhouse timeline, the ability to become <laughs> Professor X. This man became Professor X. <laughs> Let me explain why. Yeah, yeah. Since when is Michael Myers a mind reader? Exactly. When did you make this happen? Who wrote this? John Carpenter, what happened, man? You should not have allowed this to happen. Oh, my God. Oh, like, again, this, and you just touched on what has been my biggest issue. Uh, since the end of kills till till now um we we've established and and they do it again in this movie which makes me even more angry you've established that michael is a mortal man he is a human being right yet at the end of kills he can withstand multiple gunshots several uh heavy bat lacerations to the head um a, a knife in the neck and not only can he survive but he, he can, can get regain, up and start walking again he can regain complete motor function and kill everybody else right like everything works he's got superhuman strength right that's where you lost me then we come to this one and now he reads minds <laughs> like yeah he's suddenly like oh, oh. You've killed before? before let me right. just let you go. He's going to let you go. And and then it gets worse because then he brings him a victim, the cop that was uh, dating Allison before. And he's like, teach me your ways. Right. And I'm like, and apparently how Michael regains, because apparently the reason that he's been hiding out for four years is because he's weak now. He's he's he, he's he's been weakened. But apparently how he regains his strength back is by killing. And killing people gives him rejuvenation powers? <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> and Now let me tell you why this doesn't work. Why Gee. this that why they wrote themselves into a corner here too. Oh, they wrote it's themselves because, into a mad corner. <laughs> it's because when 
when Corey leaves the sewer for the first time, the homeless man is like, he spared you. Why did he spare you? He didn't spare. He hasn't spared anybody that's gone in there. So you mean to tell me people over the years have gone into there <laughs> and been killed? One. Why did he spare the homeless guy? Did he read his mind too? <laughs> Why is the homeless guy just suddenly spared? Is being homeless and, and, and d- does being homeless um, omit you from being killed by Michael Myers? <laughs> And also, if he has killed other people before, then how has he not gotten his strength? <laughs> I don't understand. That's the point I was getting to. How did he not? Like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and dude, he, Michael Myers is just a bumbling oaf in this movie. Yeah, they really, they really, like, I mean, they shelved Mike. In, in the final movie, your main villain they sidelined Michael Myers in a Michael Myers movie. In a, in a, like, what? And, and for this guy? Like, no offense to Rowan Campbell. I'm sure he's a solid actor. But this storyline was so... Like, I will, I will put it like this. If they had put this storyline in Halloween 2, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, solid. Right. It would have worked. It would have worked. Totally. It worked a, a little bit better. Take away the mind-reading thing, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, but... You know, the daughter of the victim having a relationship with someone who turns out to be a serial killer? That sounds great. That sounds great. What it was doing in here, though, makes absolutely no sense. It's it's already a few years too late. Um, <laughs> and it makes absolutely no sense. Like, none whatsoever. Like, based on where our characters were at, uh, over the course of the of, of the previous two films, and based on the fact that now all of a sudden, this character who whom we've known, even if you just started watching Halloween movies in 2018, this character has never had these abilities before. And, and on and the main thing is that it's technically his movie, but he's not in it. Here's how I see it. This is on the like a lot of people are going to make this comparison, and that's fine. I saw this as the rise of Skywalker, and I know you haven't seen it yet, but they they do they handle a lot of things in Rise of Skywalker like they do here. And I would still, I I would still watch Rise of Skywalker any time of the day, then I would watch this. If I was, if I was like, if the last two movies on earth was the Rise of Skywalker and Halloween ends, I would pick Rise of Skywalker every time, and so. Like they, they just, it's kind of the same premise here of just the sequel trilogy in this, a uh, sequel trilogy of Star Wars. The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi take happen back to back. Like there's like two days in between them. Mm-hmm. And then Rise of Skywalker is like a year time jump. This Halloween 2018 and Kills is the same night. Mm-hmm. And then they have a giant time jump. And then they decide to, in their last movie, write a giant cesspool of whatever they want <laughs> and try to make it work in their final film. Yeah. This does not work for me. And so going back to, I want to, t- I don't want to skip over this because this is a great thing. Uh, another point I give this movie is props to the director for giving Nick Castle, who played the original Michael Myers, who played the shape in Halloween 1978, a cameo. Oh, nice. At the party. He was the guy who was like, oh, Scarecrow, 
Oh and yeah, yeah. See anything you like? Yeah, and it was, was funny because the see anything you like uh, reference was um, when I think it was when Michael had the 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 blanket over him, pretending to be a ghost with <laughs> Bob's glasses. And I think it. I think I forget her name, but she was like, "See anything you like?" I could be wrong, but I think that was a line. Nice. It just. I. It was a funny reference, and I'm so glad they gave him a cameo. Like John Carpenter could have fit easily in that can. John Carpenter could have fit easily in that role, but I'm glad they gave it to Nick Castle, man. That's cool. Yeah. So that's one of the few points I give this movie: the thing in Nick Castle. That's not a lot. But... That's not a lot, which is a bad thing. So now moving forward, uh, the whole Michael thing and Corey just decides to, hey, I can suddenly, I suddenly have the power to just outsmart somebody who has a knife to me. Let me just, pow, stab him and kill him. Yeah, and and then he he goes to he goes to Lori's house, pulls the Michael stalking thing. <laughs> Oh my god. Like the actor of Corey, he did an okay job with the stuff he was given. But man, they I, did not write him well. I just I just can't imagine that this was the story that they had in mind when they decided to reboot this. And like you said, it wasn't. Like they clearly had a different story in mind. But I'm just curious as to what 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 caused this the, these decisions you know what i'm saying like what caused the decision to shelve michael in his own movie um to to create this new character that you know what i'm saying we're supposed to follow in in this story and i'm just like again i don't really have an issue with the story of of Corey and and Allison i think there's I think it's a little random. I just think it's just not in the right movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think it's in the right movie. I think the idea of Michael being able to transfer his abilities to another human being is, is kind of cool, but again, not in this movie. Like, you created a new power for this dude to have in the last movie of, of your series? Like, to me, that seems like something you should have done in, like, Halloween three, you know what I'm saying? Like so, something like that. Or Any even, other timeline. Even in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, like that would have been fine. But like to create this new ability um at the last second, I think it's just is is idiotic and it just makes no sense. Um the the thing I want to talk about is then when we finally, finally get Michael Myers uh back into the movie. It's literally like the last 10 minutes. (laughs) Like, what? We finally, finally get Michael Myers in this movie, and it's the last 10 minutes of the movie. He only gets to kill one person. And on top of that, he don't even get to do it. Like, and 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 look, I already already expressed how the ending of kills pissed me off beyond belief, right? this was going on that exact same path. Like, you mean to tell me you got this man both arms uh, 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 knifed 
to a table. You got him pinned to the table. You you cut his throat. It's not even that you cut, you know, his his arm or you cut his knee. You cut his throat. Mm-hmm. And yet he's still able to free his arm, number one, free his hand, number one, grab you by the throat, number two, and has enough strength to choke you out, apparently, at this point. What? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, because that's already messed up, when we do, when you do finally, she like slices his wrist, like, you know, so he, he eventually bleeds out. I'm like, so basically what you, what you're telling me is you can shoot him, you can stab him, you can beat him over the head with a bat, you can slice his throat, you can do all of these things. You can shoot him like five or six times. You can shoot him like five or six times. He's he's got a supernatural ability that he can survive. Yet, once you slice his wrist, he's gone and he's a mortal man again. I'm under the belief in Halloween 1978 when Loomis shot him and he was like doing the the weird flunky arm things and he went over the bridge to the the backyard. Mm Mm-hmm. He was, he had, I'm under the belief he was wearing a bulletproof vest in that movie. Something. Bulletproof vest. You know, like, like, I'm trying to think. Um, Like, you could pull this with Freddy Krueger. You could have easily pulled this with Freddy Krueger. Right. Freddy Krueger is, is, like, is a supernatural being. a supernatural being. being. You, could, you could even probably, I don't, I haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. But I'm I like, either. I, I think you could probably pull some of this off with Leatherface. Unlike Jason Voorhees, easily. You could definitely do it zombie. with Jason. Jason is not even, yeah, Jason is a zombie. You could totally pull that off with Jason. Makes no sense with Michael Myers. You and can't even, do it even, with even Myers. the Ghostface killers wear a bulletproof vest. So, like, what on earth is this? Like, it's just, See, it, it goes, and, like, this is the thing that really pissed me off about Kills. In the beginning, like, because it takes place immediately after 2018, and they set fire to the house, right? The opening of Kills, how does he survive the fire? He goes into the gun rack. Exactly. He hid, he hides behind a, a steel-proof door. That's how he survives. M- logically he survives logically and like even even versus the firefighters he's getting hit with like the high pressure water that's that's believable that's this man is like overpowered as fuck right but like but so logically he survives a fire by hiding behind a fireproof door but he can get shot multiple times beat over the head with a bat and stabbed in the neck and live and have all complete function of his abilities, uh-huh. but he's a mortal man. I'm done. Here, I'm like, what, no, here's what made, this makes like, no sense. Here's what made 1978 and 2018 so believable. In 1978, all those death fake outs on Lori, like it was under, it was unbelievable that he could have survived all of them because she shoved a um, a hanger through his eye. She poked him in the with a with a sewing needle in the neck. And that was it. And here, in this film, there was just... He did nothing. Man, see, so I, 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 there's so many other touch points I want to touch on, but 
first I want to touch point on Lori versus Michael felt like a tacked on afterthought for this entire movie. Like I hate to say it and it, it's shame on the writers for this. It just, it was a tacked on afterthought because you have this entire thing going and I, I didn't see the second trailer that came out a couple weeks ago, but um, I guess how it looked. Oh, I, I finally saw it yesterday before uh, after I saw the movie and how that how the trailer to me looked they they made it seem like it was this whole Laurie versus Michael movie Dang. and that wasn't the case but they had this whole thing of just like Corey going to Laurie's house and all that all this happening Michael just they're like oh wait we have to write what kind of what we promised here and then they just like oh well, let's just make Michael just randomly go to her house because he because Corey has his mask and then now they're fighting Sue's. Are you freaking kidding me? But back to the whole touch point of since when the hell is Michael Myers like, cool, let me get a tag team partner. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like, you know what I feel like that like because I know the truth. Right, I know the truth. As much as I pray, pray to God, this is the last Halloween movie. I know the truth. Y'all are gonna reboot this thing. Like, y'all are gonna reboot it. You're gonna try it again for whatever reason. They're gonna do another timeline. It's gonna. There's gonna be an H five O timeline. Exactly right. And I'm just like, what you should have done then in that case, since you knew you you know you're gonna do that, is. You should have had Michael survive, especially if you're going to if you're going to reserve him for the last ten minutes of this movie. Then at the at the very end, then he should have lived. Like you should have killed Lori, honestly. Like you know what I'm saying? If we're because the whole idea is to end this storyline. If the if the idea is to end this storyline, then Lori dies. Like she's the beginning of this story. She should be the end. Finally, after all of this time, she she's the one. She's the one that dies. And like, so like to me, the idea of you killing Michael basically means that the only way that we're going to get a reboot is either you do a copycat or you do a different timeline. I don't care for either one of those ideas. <laughs> I probably won't even see it. Um, I think you have run this franchise into the ground. I think this is this is it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of horror franchises have been able to bounce back. Scream. Scream is great Scream job is, at bouncing Scream back. has bounced back. Uh Chucky has bounced back. Um hopefully I think they are doing a new uh Nightmare on Elm Street. So hopefully that I one hope can they bounce do. back. You know, but I hope, I, even like even Terrifier. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of it. I, that's yeah. actually I'll talk about what's my what's good later uh later down the road. But Terrifier is a new up and coming slasher series, and that's doing first well. film came out in 2016, and I mean it didn't do get that great of reviews. Mm-hmm. I personally really liked it. I'll talk about it and what's good. Terrifier two is out and it has banger reviews. People like, oh my god, this is fantastic, and they're already working on a third one. Yeah, are you you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that your first established slasher movie of Michael Myers ended on a terrible note? Because mm-hmm. you were like, let's just do a time jump and write ourselves into a corner. Man, oh my god. Like back to the <clears throat> stuff with Corey. 
It's like they go for a walk after he killed the homeless guy, and he's like to Allison, "I killed someone." And maybe she saw it as the he killed the kid, but like, you're just gonna go along with that? Is that what turns you on? I'm like, like again, again, I don't know people affected by trauma. They make weird decisions. I get all of that. But yeah, I would think that after years of being chased by a mad psychopath who's killed many people in your family, the idea that someone who tells you that they killed someone and you sympathize with it, I think that's just a strong character turn that's really unbelievable. Uh Uh-huh. And I need to touch on this, too, because I it, it needs to be said. This is a major upset to not just us, but anybody who has been following the series for, like, ever. You have the hardcore fans, the casual fans. This just felt like a giant slap in the face. It disrespected every fan who has stuck around for so long. I mean... <laughs> Kudos for you for sticking around this long. I mean, because legit, I saw 1978 and I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't I don't really care for any of this. I, like, I literally caught Resurrection because it was playing in like a restaurant. And I was like, oh, OK, I guess I'll watch this, you know, since I'll be here for a while. And like that, that was it. Like, I'm like, I have no interest in this series whatsoever. And I just, I can't fathom sticking around for this long. But I mean, I did watch the the last three and I regret it. <laughs> like Halloween 2018 is still the best one. I think of, I the, agree. of the entire Halloween series. Um, uh, Halloween Kills, I, again, like I said, that was the start of the writers writing themselves into a corner at that point when you're like, oh, we're just going to totally fabricate that this guy can survive multiple feats of violence against him and 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 not only survive but can completely revitalize himself and because of that then now that's how you have well now he's got superpowers where he can give his abilities away and and killing gives him rejuvenation powers and and like all of this it's just like you know what I think you're done. <laughs> like, here's, I, I think you're done. Yeah. And here's my continued issue. Is every single thing in this movie that's like, I looked at the trailer, like I said yesterday, every single shot of Michael, other than like two shots in that trailer, are Corey. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Corey's kills are awesome. The blowtorch in that guy's mouth. I'm like, even though they didn't, like, they kind of blurred it out. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. It should have been Michael. Yeah. It should have been Michael. And like, like, do you know what? Do you know what would have been really cool? If we're going to have Corey involved in this, he should have been the one telling Michael who to kill. That would have been okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He should have been leading Michael to the people that he felt, you know, deserve to die that would have been cool but having Corey actually do the killing in michael's mask i just can't say i i I can't say i liked it i just i didn't oh my god terrible speaking of Corey getting the mask you mean to tell me 
Michael Myers, one of the strongest people in this universe, is able to get bitched out <clears throat> and beat by a teenage kid who got beat up by band kids. <clears throat> you mean to tell me you lost your damn mask and you got shoved around by a kid? <clears throat> Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Again, just ah, uh, this. Listen, if you like it, that's great. Congratulations. I wish I shared that same sentiment. Um, but this this to me was an awful film, an awful watching experience. It's not one I will revisit anytime soon. Um, to me, they 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 completely bungled this whole reboot effort. You started out great, and then you just careened completely off a cliff. Um, I really wish, like, honestly, I really wish y'all hadn't done this. <laughs> like, like, if I'm being honest, I don't know what, like, 2018 made me such a fan of, like, it made me a fan of Michael Myers, and I'm mm-hmm. not even really that big a fan of his. 2018 made me a fan of him. Kills was so good up until a certain point, and then it just, I, I got nothing left for this, for this movie this franchise this character um it it throw it in the trash to me like <clears throat> like i know you i know these guys are gonna try to reboot it probably they're because, going to probably because of how poorly this was received but like i think it's time to let it go bro like this is done this is this isn't this is not good you you've completely tainted this character i think you tainted this story I'm just, I don't even have any interest in it anymore. So, like, even if you do do another one, I mean, best of luck. I know the, the hardcore fans will stick around, but I'm out. I, like, I'm tapping out. Sorry. Uh, you guys you guys can keep it. Before I get to the, my major gripes towards the end, with the towards the end of the movie, I want to talk about an optional gripe I have with this that, like, I'm I'm not faulting the movie for because, I mean, it just, since it didn't happen, they missed out on the opportunity of giving us Busta Rhymes as the DJ. Yeah. How do you blow that? How do you, man, that would have been so funny. That would have been great. And <laughs> like, when he's about to fight Corey, he's like, trick or treat, motherfucker. Because mm. he says that in Halloween Resurrection. Mm-hmm. That would have been so funny, man. But, um, I mean, like I said, optional gripe. It, I'm not faulting the movie for it because since it didn't happen because it was, it was never going to happen to begin with. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that kill was pretty funny with the tongue spinning around the, Oh yeah. That was hilarious. The record player. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, um, okay. So moving forward, Corey goes to Michael's house, oh, not Michael's house. Corey goes to Lori's house and Lori's about to pretend to kill herself. And they get into this fight. And then Corey says, if I can't have her, no one can. And then he stabs himself. And of course, the death makes it seem like it's pinned on Lori. But mm-hmm. Allison gets home and she is completely brainless to the fact that mm-hmm. two things. One, Lori's in her home and mm-hmm. he's sitting there dead. Two, Michael's mask is literally on the floor next to him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, get- you mean to tell me? Mm-hmm. That is just there. And she's just like, 
What did you do? And Lori, the most headstrong final girl that I've ever known in a, in a horror slasher series. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> and then she just runs off. Mm-hmm. And of course, Michael just randomly appears in her house, kills Corey for real, takes his mask, dons it, and then and then they have their final showdown, which was just tacked on last minute. Was it a cool fight? Yes. Was it rushed? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. Very very unfortunate because man, they've been advertising this final finality fight forever, and it does and it goes nowhere. <laughs> like the final the fight between Lori and Michael in Halloween twenty eighteen was an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, maybe they'll up the odds here, the up the 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 stakes here because you can't top that. And they didn't top that. And it's so unfortunate because they could have easily done so well with it. Mm-hmm. And they fumbled the ball, man. And so, of course, they kill Michael. And Frank goes to their house. He's like, she's like, he's dead. And Alice is like, not dead enough. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to chop his head off, pull a bullet through his brain right then and there. No, they... They carry him out, tie him to a car like he's a roof rack. And here's my issue. What what would have happened if he came back alive <laughs> on the top of that car and decided to run off again? I was so worried that was going to happen. And I'm like, honestly, it should have. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it should, like, at this point, the way you've written this character is that he can survive anything. Mm-hmm. So... Like, <laughs> and but they, again, like, which brings me to my like major gripe, which is so he can survive anything except getting stabbed multiple times, which he's already been, yeah, and being crushed by you know a, a compactor, which should kill anyone, let's be fair, but that basically just reinforces that he's been mortal this whole time even though you just decided to give him supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. Like I said, whatever, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm done. I'm done on this, this entire, this entire thing. Like I haven't seen the previous Halloween movies. I don't even want to go back and watch the previous Halloween movies because honestly, of how much y'all honestly, ruined this. Honestly, I, I'd still say go th- back through because they're, they're two separate timelines. They all do their own little thing. The, I mean, Halloween, I think five or six are pretty bad. The rest are pretty good. Halloween 2 takes place on the same night as Halloween 1978. And it's it's a skeleton crew hospital. And it, it's, a, it's pretty good. The kills are pretty good in that. And I think you would like it. Mm. Halloween 3 is a completely separate movie. Michael Myers isn't in it. It's completely unrelated to the... Michael Myers story other than just it has the name Halloween strapped to it. And that's fine. Halloween 4 and 5 are pretty good. A lot of people love Halloween 4. Um, And yeah, that's an okay from that. It's an okay movie. There, It's an okay set of movies. If you want to, if you want to just watch, just to watch it, just be like, okay, I saw these. 
watch Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. They're terrible, <laughs> but I'd say watch it just to be like, okay, which which ones do I like the most? You can rank them and stuff. Yes, if you have time. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna skip on that. So, so real quick, they they toss his body through a blender, and cool. And then they do this like time jump, uh, not time jump, time jump, but they do this little thing of like after, and of course, like Lori's doing her own thing. Allison gets the hell out of Haddonfield. Lori and Frank come together. Cool. My issue is Letterbox people decide to say this about this movie. About a Michael Myers movie. An amazing movie. And I love the coming of age love story. What the fuck? <laughs> a Michael Myers movie. Is a coming of age love story. It, what? It kind of. No, it isn't. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't call it a coming of age love story. It's a there's a love story there. But it's not a coming of age one. But even still, like I think we've we've properly established how we feel. What is your final rating? Oh no, I'm not even done yet. <laughs> so here's how I have here's how I would have written this Bloomhouse timeline. Mm-hmm. Do 1978, do 2018, do kills. But at the end of kills, let the mob kill him. Evil dies tonight. Great, kill him. Then take the final 10 minutes or so from Halloween Ends and put it with kills, put them in the blender, and then do the time jump and have Lori end up with Frank. Or go through and do the same ending with kills, but if I have about 15 more minutes, Lori goes to find Michael, Lori and Michael fight, and then continue on with that same ending from Ends. There was no reason to have ends. They could have taken the final 10 minutes from that movie and just tacked it on to kill somehow, some way. I wish they did that. There's, there's so many things they could have done better. There's <laughs> so much wrong with this movie, and mm-hmm. I hate to say it. I was excited for this. And just it fumbled so much. Mm-hmm. Man, did you just absolutely ruin your movie? Corey, the the re- having Corey in your movie made no sense. There was no reason to have Corey there. And like, sure, Lori says at the end, she's uh when she's typing her thing, evil doesn't die, it's changes shape. Okay, show us that. <laughs> evil doesn't die and, and scream, it just changes shape, sure. Because there's another always there was always another ghost face. That's Ooh. fine. They do well with that. Man, you're gonna you're gonna tell me that Corey is getting into chokehold by Michael. He he gets his mind read and suddenly he has powers to when he stabs himself in the neck, he's still able to live and gets shot a few times. You mean to tell me that makes no sense, man. Like I said, I'm I, I I'm out. <laughs> like I wish I like honestly, I was out after kills. Like the ending of kills made me so furious. I like I I I said, I I was like I hope that they retcon that ending because I thought it was so bad. And then not only did they not retcon it, they stuck with it and did a time jump. So it was like, so you really stick stuck with that. 
that was where that was where to me the writers had written themselves into a corner and they could not get out of it. And that's what this entire movie was, was them trying to find a way out of their corner and they ended up just shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. So uh, finally, what what is your final rating for Halloween ends? One star. And that's being generous because of the, the thing reference and Nick Castle. This movie just was not good. It fumbled so much. The writing was terrible. The prep, the, the main goal of this movie was to have Lori versus Michael, and it was just a tacked on afterthought at the very end of the movie. You have ruined Michael Myers. You have ruined this movie. And like the people who are giving this good letterbox reviews are like, oh, yeah, I like it because it's different. I like it because mm. it's unique. No, if you want unique, do it in your second film. Don't do it as your final film. That's what happened with The Rise of Skywalker, and that's what ruined The Rise of Skywalker. I also want to cover a quick letterbox review that I don't understand why people like to talk about politics in their movies, especially slasher films. Somebody said, Halloween Ends is a simmering stew of all that culturally and politically ails us at point this point in time. Incels, victim blaming, victim shaming, suicidal ideation stemming from climate catastrophe, hopelessness, divisive reaction to collective trauma, and of course, most pressing, the pervading sense that while most of us have escaped immediate physical death, we've all been permanently infected by COVID. What? What? And he gave this a five star review. What on and I, earth I decided does any to... of that have to do with what we what we actually saw in this movie? Exactly. <laughs> and like I I hate to say it how it is. I, I like if this guy ends up listening to our review, I, I'm I'm sorry that I singled you out, but I I decided to look through your movie reviews, and I like I get it's your opinion, but for me, you lose any credibility when you give Top Gun two and a half stars talk on maverick two oh, and a half stars oh yeah that's not a person you should listen to <laughs> he gave top gun maverick two and a half stars and let me tell you why let me let me try and find it really quickly first paragraph jesus christ all you guys give me a goddamn break you do realize you got brainwashed by the cruiser and scientology on this one right oh god what <laughs> You mean to tell me because he's a science, he's in the Scientology, you don't like the movie? <laughs> Again, what does Scientology have to do with what actually takes place in the movie? This is this movie is 130 minutes of watching Tom Cruise pop Viagra like they were chiclets. What are you talking? Yes, I, again, again, that is not a person whose whose opinion you should even consider. Like Yeah. Not like, and I get it. Uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them. Um, but yeah, I would take that with the tiniest, and I mean tiniest, grains of salt you could possibly find. Um, I should also mention he gave. Uh, you should you should see what he gave uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's see, July. When did this movie come out? He gave Thor: Love and Thunder a four stars. Of course he did. Yeah, that's not that's not someone I would ever uh, uh, like. If I'm following them, I'm unfollowing them immediately. <laughs> that that's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, my final review, my final rating for uh Halloween ends is also gonna be one star. 
Um, and not even for the two things you mentioned. It's literally just for that opening scene, which I thought was really great, really, really good at building tension. Um, I thought was a really exciting uh, way to bring us in back into the story. But that's it. Like it literally careened off a cliff right after that. There's nothing, there's almost literally nothing redeeming about this movie. Um, so unfortunate, man. They, yeah. but they, they like, since I watched the trailer yesterday, they, they, I'm, so, I'm glad I didn't watch that trailer because I would have just been even more mad. <laughs> they baited the hell out of people, man. And it might work, you know. Um, the movie is in theaters, it's on Peacock. Uh, if you have Peacock Premium, I advise you to, to, to do that if you really want to see this um i do not think this movie should make any money <laughs> in the theaters it, it's it's so so disappointing like be beyond belief it's like again i i don't see anything beating jurassic world dominion as my worst film of the year but so far i've gotten several like recently i've gotten several films that are aiming for that spot <laughs> like, like so um yeah but this one will just ed will just edge above um jurassic world dominion in my opinion but it is the bottom of the barrel this is the pits so there you have it those are our thoughts on halloween ends uh feel free to let us know what you guys thought uh at Film Code Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Okie doke. Uh, we are going to move on now to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Brandon. Finally, You've had I a have great some week. stuff. I have had a great week. Uh, first off, TV-wise, I watched the show Dahmer. Um, oh God! Like man, that movie—not not movie. That show is very, very gruesome, and it was very hard to watch. And and I say that because, like, if it was a show itself, if it didn't, if it wasn't based off, like, if it didn't happen because of real events, I would be like, okay, cool, this show is great. This show was uncomfortable to watch because I know this happened to real people. This mm -hmm. happened. It's real. And people are still dealing with the trauma of that. And I, I'm, I have an issue with this though. Like the the show is great. Evan Peters does a great job, and they really like show the truth of everything that happened. Like there's like one or two pieces after he gets arrested that are like fictionalized. Mm -hmm. Everything everything else is just real life, and it happened. My issue is since he's played by Evan Peters. People think it's okay to yeah. romanticize, <laughs> sexualize, and glorify Jeffrey Dahmer as a person. No. Yeah, that's a what a terrible and <laughs> evil person. And I like I talked to my parents about this yesterday. Um and they agree with me. We're not gonna like if if kids come up to our door for Halloween dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer, we are not giving them candy. Yeah. Like <laughs> Like if this was a fiction, like I said, if this was a fictional person and like it was all fictionalized, cool. I'm totally fine with you dressing up. But no, this happened. This shit's real. This happened to real people. People should not be glorifying him. Yeah. This is a terrible situation. And I can't believe people are like people on eBay are literally selling like Jeffrey Dahmer 
type wigs for like 40 something dollars to for them to make profits for kids to dress up as on for Halloween as Jeffrey Dahmer. What a terrible, terrible situation. If and if parents like if you're listening to this and you send your kid out dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and I hate to say it, I hate to be like I hate to get this way on a film podcast, but no, there is an issue here. Okay, enough about Dahmer. Movie-wise, my friend uh, Mike, um, who actually invited him to be on the show today because he's the biggest Halloween fan ever, and he hated ends. Um, he uh, he recommended a movie to me called Terrifier. And I had seen stuff about it on TikTok about Terrifier 2, people going to see it. I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. And it it, it launched on Rotten Tomatoes. The second one launched on Rotten Tomatoes with 100% which was awesome. So I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. Let me look, check out the first one. This was a unique film. Yeah. Because, like, all all rules are off the table with this guy. This, like, I, I don't want to dip into spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's on the Plex. You should definitely check it out. But, man, all rules are off the table with this killer. It's a clown. He is, like, completely mute. Um, He uses every type of weapon possible. He gets creative with his kills. And, like, like I said, all rules are off the table. He's the first slasher to that I've seen to actually use a gun. Uh, that's... Like somebody's running away, shoots her in the leg. I'm like, yes. That's a first. This is cool. <laughs> and man, like, I think I gave this a four star because it deserves a four star. It was a it was a low budget slasher film to begin with. And it just I guess it has a cult following now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, they did a great job with it. Like it's a very gruesome movie. Like some of the kills are Oof. but man you should check it out so definitely what's good for me is terrifier one um there's a few versions of it out there's terror there's a one that came out in 2011 but it's a short film made but by the same director and then they got greenlit to do a film so terrifier one came out in 2016 and that's the one you should check out and yeah i cannot it's unfortunate this terrifier 2 isn't playing anywhere near me because i want to go to the theaters to see this yeah. but yeah that's what's good for me all right, so um, what's good for me is uh, I finally finished Blonde, and I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, what did I just watch? Um, for me, I've actually been watching a little bit of television recently, which is uh, unusual for me because I can rarely ever uh, get to any TV. But, uh, of course, I had to check out uh, Marvel's Werewolf by Night uh, special presentation. It was really dope. Like, I I loved what they did with this uh, concept. Michael Giacchino coming on to uh, direct. Uh, I I just thought it was very unique, very original. Um, uh, Seeing Gail Garcia Barnal in in the MCU, that's like, one of those like random actors who I never thought would come to the MCU to get a role like this. I thought he nailed it. This was, this was really cool. Like, you know, I, I, I think it'll loosely tie into what we're seeing in, um, in the MCU proper. But, uh, I, I think just having this idea out there was really unique and really cool. And I dug it. So for me, werewolf by night, uh is what's good for me 
So you got Werewolf by Night and Terrifier. And it's it's spooky month, so you got some cool uh, horror things to watch. All right. So that's been what's good from us here at Film Code. Uh, we are going to get up out of here today, guys. Uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears over on Letterboxd's Fantasmic Ears. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening and enjoy the rest of your spooky month. Go check out some good slasher films. Absolutely. And my name is Phoenix Cloud. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHO Reviews One. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloud. And as always, guys, please follow the show on TikTok and Twitter at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.